and welcome to episode number 100 Yay. of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk about the hobby that makes us happy card games. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Jim. Today, is Star Wars Unlimited the greatest card game ever? You know what's funny is I honestly think you said that exact same thing when we when we talked when we first talked about this game. Maybe. <laughs> I think I might have. So, um, how's it going, everybody? It, this it is episode 100. Uh, can you believe that we're at episode 100? Wow. <laughs> so you know what's funny is like when we when we first started in the podcast, like episode this was the episode that I'm like. Let's just get through a hundred episodes and then see what happens. Like we gotta get a hundred episodes under our yeah. belt and then go from there. And this yeah. this is that episode. So I'm excited. If you were to ask me after like right after filming episode two, where we were sitting on your couch and you're like, you know, we're going to make it to a hundred episodes. I'm like, if I gotta sit on this couch for a hundred episodes, was, I ain't doing this. Was that episode two? My back was broken. That was a terrible couch okay. as well. That yeah, was a, I don't know. Such if it a was bad actually couch. Number two. I think it <laughs> was number. There's two. a reason we got rid of that couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a rough one. It was a rough uh, one. It hurt. <laughs> we did. I did not like it either. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, I gotta say, number, thank you to Jim, my co-host. This has been this has been a blast. I'm excited. This is this is a lot of fun, and I couldn't not have done it without you. Mm-hmm. And thank you to the listeners, to the listeners, to the to everyone watching the podcast as well. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're 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 by no means done, but we appreciate you guys all tuning in. Um, not each and every week, but for the most, we, we we try to do it weekly as best we can. And and honestly, you know, this pat these past couple months, I've really been trying to put an emphasis on this is a weekly podcast. We want to make sure we're getting an episode out yeah. each week. So thank you everybody for being here. Yes. Um, it's re- it's really a pleasure um, for that that there's really people just listening mm-hmm. to us talk about card games. And you know, <laughs> this, this has been fun. So before before we dive into the episode further, we need to talk about our our sponsor, Amazon Audible. If you head over to our affiliate link www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness you can uh, find a link to our affiliate uh, it's our affiliate link you can sign up for your free 30 trial of amazon's audible service and amazon audible is their audiobook service when you f- sign up you get a free 30-day trial you get one free credit added to your account it, so you can use that credit to um to get a audiobook onto your account What's better is if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two free credits added to your account. You sign up, get those credits, get a book, get an audiobook that you want to listen to. And audiobooks are phenomenal for card for card games, for car rides. <laughs> when you're commuting to and from work, it's it's nice to just put on an audiobook in the background, kind of get some uh, get some good stories in. Mm-hmm. So so head over to that affiliate link, sign up for your free 30 trial today and what's better is if you don't like the service you can cancel before the end of that 30 days you can cancel and then you still get to keep that credit on your account so again audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness sign up for your free 30-day trial of amazon audible today all right it's it's still kind of blowing my mind that you know we're at 100 episodes dude. It's, I know. it's really crazy yeah you wanted to thank me for being here i should be thanking you for being here <laughs> i just sit here and look pretty all day he does look pretty. <laughs> Especially that one dude in the comment section. Thank you. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, Jim's going to like that you one. Know, you know, part of me, I think I need to stop telling people that in like real life from like, oh, yeah, I don't really do. I just sit there, look pretty because uh, one person at my work brought that up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go record. He's like, 
but I thought you don't do much for it. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's a lot still, yes. even though other people here do more work than myself. Um, it's still a lot. <laughs> and and I think today is going to be one of those episodes. So today, today we're talking all about Star Wars Unlimited yes. now. But and and the thing I want to touch on first is let's talk a little bit about card game news because this is a segment that uh, we kind of wanted to start doing a little bit. Um, but there's the, the biggest piece of news, and we're kind of going to dive into this topic probably on the next episode. Um, but uh, it's in regards to Disney Lorcana. Allocation. There have been some allocation numbers that have just come out, and they do not look pretty. They do yeah. not look pretty at all. And honestly, for somebody like me, like I'm not surprised because we've mm -hmm. said for a long time that this is Ravensburger's first trading card game. Yep. You know, and, and again, you don't know. I say this thing a, a lot. But the 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 comment of you don't know what you don't know. Ravensburger hasn't done a TCG before. Sure, they 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 they're, they are a very successful board game company. Yep. Uh, they've got a they got a line of successful products out the door. In all honesty, but trading card games is a beast in and of itself. Yeah. And you have a first-time company making a TCG. And in all honesty, as well, you also have a lot of first-time uh, TCG players, mm -hmm. which is good. Like, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't say that like it's a bad thing, mm -hmm. but it's very much a good thing. But when you, when you go on some of these forums and websites like Facebook and you go into these groups and you see people talking about um, MSRP, market price, it's clear they don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> the, and again... I'm going to say this now, but th we will really dive into this next week, I think, um, on, on this next episode. But when you're running an LGS, your, your, your margins are already thin. You already have thin margins, okay? And then you hear terms like MSRP, and then you have market price. These are co these these are concepts that you know if you're not familiar with the business like business in general or marketplaces in general yep. they are there are terms that can kind of go over your head in all honesty when I first started learning about this stuff it was stuff that really did go over my head right because again as a consumer I see I, I see these commercials right when I'm a kid right you see these N64 commercials <laughs> um, but they're they're they are advertising a product mm -hmm. and it says on the TV MSRP. Like, mm -hmm. oh, so I can expect to pay that price when I go down to the store. Yep. With TCGs, it's not very much like that. It's mm -hmm. it's really not. Because this type of product is a type of product that supply and demand really, really, really dictate yeah. the the market prices for these things. Yeah. Um, um, so, so the long and short of it is allocations are terrible. The demand for this product is sky high. <laughs> <laughs> and Ravensburger needed to print this first set into Oblivion. It doesn't look mm -hmm. like they've done so. Now, what we don't know, we don't know the numbers for Wave 2. Uh, we don't know much of those numbers yet. And then the other piece of the puzzle is you have product that's going to be going to big box retailers like Walmart and Target. Mm -hmm. Okay, We don't know what those numbers look like. All we know is local game store owners or local game stores and their numbers. But they just they 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 do not look good. So and Jim, you've got you know you've got more experience in oh this God. realm than I do, purely from the standpoint of you wor you've worked in an LGS yeah. before. Yeah. Um, so do you have any I don't know, do you have any good stories, bad stories about uh, allocations or just uh, not getting your order or 
Any anything to that effect? Yeah. So it's happened a lot where we didn't get our order. Um, my former boss, he would be when he was showing me all the ins and outs of the ordering setup for distributors. Yeah. Um, he was like, "Oh yeah, we try to put in as much as we want from every single distributor because we know we're not going to get everything we want." Oh yeah. So he's just like, "All right, I want twenty boxes of this, twenty boxes of this, twenty boxes of this," knowing that he's just going to get like one or two boxes, really, um, or or even a case or whatever it may be. He knows that he's not going to get everything that he wants from that one distributor, so he has to set that number higher. Yeah. Which is um, you know unfortunate, but there are other places. I learned there was one distributor that made it to where. When you lock in the amount that you want, they are pretty much guaranteeing the number that you get. Mm. So some places will over order like we would do. Yeah. Um, so this makes it to where they're stuck buying that yeah, many boxes, it, yeah. but you also know exactly what how many it is you're yeah. going to get. And, and I think a lot of that comes down to your distributor and your reps with yep. those distributors. Yep. What were what were your boss's relationships like with his reps? Did he have pretty reliable reps or do you really know much of those relationships? I don't know too, too much of that, but just basing off of what it is he ordered, how much it was, I don't think he was prioritized very high okay. with distributors. Okay. Which, which, you know, when, when you have smaller stores, larger stores, like I, I can understand the ins and outs of that, yep. but it's, it's just frustrating. Yep. Right. Especially because the thing that I said when I saw these numbers is what this is adding up for is just straight up disappointment all yep. around, all around. Yep. You know, when you're trying to run OP events, when you're trying to run, when you're trying to run tournaments and, and these events in store, how can stores be expected to run these events when they just don't yep. have product? Yep. So, and uh, one, one other thing I want to bring up do you yeah. remember when Magic got rid of the MSRP yes. for their boxes? Yep. That was a very big cluster heck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Foxtrot, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, man, everyone was mad. They're like, well, now people are going to be able to price boxes out whatever they want and blah, blah, blah. It's like, guys, they already, they already are. They, no, they already are. That's the they thing. They already were. That's the thing. And, and, and again, but... The last thing I'll say in this, because we're, we're like I said, we're going to dive heavily into this topic because yeah. I know this is something that you can speak to a lot a as as well as as well as I can, because I mean, we've been around. We've yeah. been around for a while. Yeah. OK. And then when we're talking about a new TCG, you have people who really haven't been around this type of environment. Yeah. And it's it, it's kind of a culture shock. Mm -hmm. It really kind of is. But what will happen is if you have. A, a, a LGS who is going to say, no, we're only going to sell at MSRP. Number one, those margins are already razor oh, yeah. thin. Okay? Yeah. Now, the problem that owners and stores are going to have, if you sell MSRP, people, and I'm not even saying scalpers, okay, mm -hmm. but people will see that as an opportunity. They know what those boxes, forget even boxes, packs. I don't even care of that it's sale product because people, there have been people saying, oh, well, just you open up the cellophane, all, all scalpers care about a sealed product. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yes, that's definitely part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's the product that really matters. And yeah. like, honestly, they'll, they'll take the packs as yeah. well. They'll, they can, you can sell the packs, yeah. okay? If there's a card in a product that's going for a ridiculous amount, and it's always higher price than the 
the sealed product of yep. it, they will open it. Oh, yeah. Open it, get rid of everything else, yep. or keep it and sell it over time yep. and sell the, the one card, whatever it is. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So basically what I was saying was if you have a store who's going to say they're going to stick to MSRP, that's an opportunity. Yep. That is an opportunity for players. It is an opportunity for players. Yep. Okay. It's an opportunity for players, scalpers, any anyone. It, mm-hmm. it is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then what that store could possibly run into is they sell out of their product and that product is not going to their to players at their store. Yeah. It's just it, it's 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 not. It's a possibility that it's not going to do that. Because as an owner, you want to help your customers, your customer base. Mm-hmm. And your customer base are the people who come into your store, buy products from you, and then play at your store. Mm-hmm. Like that is the people that you as an owner want to actively support. Yep. Okay? Because they're, it's your repeat customers, your it, it's your community, right? Mm-hmm. And again, like we value our community and, and we know that stores and store owners want to do that as well. But when you have a product where the demand is sky high even from from everyone, not just your local community, okay, yep. it's it is very hard when you don't have product to ensure that your local community is going to get that. So it's it's a fine line, and I, I I just don't like hearing people say, "Well, LG these owners, if you see anyone selling at all above MSRP, they're trying to rip you off. They're terrible people. They have no ethics." No, just stop talking. Seriously, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have none, no clue. Stop. Period. End of story. Stop. And we will dive into this more next week. But I'm sorry, it just, it ticks me off. It, it's frustrating, oh, Jim. <laughs> Question, how are they going to sell magic at MSRP when there's no MSRP now? Oh, they don't care about that. <laughs> oh, my bad. All right, my mistake. My mistake. It's because, oh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's so it's so frustrating. I mean, and this is coming from people like we've been in, we've been in this for a while. Yeah. Like we know, and the thing is like we live in reality. Like we live in the real world. You, I think people are living in a fantasy world who are saying you only sell at MSRP and only, and anyone who sells above that, they're terrible people who they just care about ripping people off. No, there are plenty of owners who actively care about their community and want to get them the product. But how can you, it's very hard to ensure that only certain members of your community are going to have access to the product. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. The market, the market, and we've talked about this many times. The, the the card game marketplace is so volatile, and then when you throw a new TCG into the mix that is so in demand, it yeah. just creates so many different things. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's what's going on in the in, in card game news. <laughs> and like I said, we'll we'll talk about this more next week. But I know this is something that you can speak. Was never to. was never once upset, Dan. Was never once. You were never what? No, now? Dan was never once upset. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> never once. I'm sorry, but I've I've been I've been on some of these forums <laughs> and on Facebook the past couple of days and just, uh, dude, Facebook is a there. I'll, there are certain groups on Facebook that are just a cesspool, mm-hmm. a cesspool of people. Uh, it's just I'll just it's there. It's a cesspool. Straight up, it's a cesspool. And I'm I'm trying to gotta be, gotta be nice. I gotta be kind. Guys, All right. Dan is new to the internet. Okay, there's a lot of <laughs> terrible stuff on the internet. 
Oh, goodness. It's, yeah, it's funny. Anyway, anywho, now we're going to move on to the main topic for the day. Star Wars Unlimited, greatest card game ever? It might be. <laughs> so, so here's what we're going to do, okay? So the last time we talked about Star Wars Unlimited was episode 92, okay? okay. And we kind of approached the that topic from the standpoint of... Uh, we we didn't know much about the game. We just knew it's it it's a new Star Wars card game and FFG's making it. Yeah. That was it. We had a lot of reservations. That's Final Fantasy games. Final right? Fantasy games, okay, yeah. Just one of which. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um I'm gonna mention this now. So I, I was I was happy to be a guest on uh, the Wampa Radio podcast. I was filling in for Flake. So me and Charmer talked all about Star Wars Unlimited. Mm. Okay. And the main topic that we kind of discussed, um, and I was kind of I was very glad that this was a topic, but um the topic was like, what does FFG need to do for this game to be successful? Right. Be based off of like the history of star Wars destiny yeah. and like the fact that they've burned people in the past. And it's kind of a lot of stuff that we had talked about yeah. on our episode of the podcast. Okay. Um, on episode 92, right. Which guys, if you're not, if you're at all interested in star Wars limited, you should definitely go check out the Wampa radio podcast. Uh, Charmer and flake are hosting it. Um, go, I was, I think I did episode six. So go watch that one first because that's the one that i was on and then go watch all the other ones but definitely go sub to that channel and check out that podcast uh it's they are doing a really really good job with that with that show as well um so that and that's kind of everything that we talked about right was Mm -hmm. this is ffg i don't know it's kind of worrisome right and that's kind of how we approached this topic but now we have the the rules we have the quick start rule set Okay. And so in all honesty, I've been going over these rules and cause I'm like, cause I've asked Jim, I'm like, do we even, do we look at star Wars? Do we start creating content for this game? How do we want to approach this? Hmm. And we were just like, well, I want to find out more, find out more. And I'm going to ask you since that episode, have you really dove into this game much at all? Uh, no, no, okay. I have not. So, so this is a perfect time, a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. to go through this. Cause I have Jim hasn't. So I'm, I'm interested to get Jim's take on this because for me, this is now a game that I'm very much interested in after, after being hesitant and then being like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> this game looks very intriguing to me. And it's one that in all honesty, I would kind of like to make some content for this game and kind of really kind of get in the pipeline. And Charmer, even on that show, he was like, I want to ask you this because, you know, you're not really a a front-facing member of the Star Wars Unlimited community. You're not doing a a podcast. And then he was like, yet. And as soon as he said (laughs) yet, I'm literally saying yet because I'm like – and he even said, knowing you, you probably will be. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So, so that was funny. Mm. So, um, all right. So what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to go through this quick start rules. Then I just want to kind of get Jim's thoughts, his opinions, and kind of, kind of what he thinks. Um, and then I'll kind of give you guys my thoughts as well. So we're going to go through this document. We're going to highlight some of the things that are really showing us how to play the game. So we're going to start with the overview. Okay. It says Star Wars Unlimited is a trading card game in which each player takes on the role of a leader, an iconic Star Wars character who rallies their forces into battle to defeat their opponent's base. These forces are represented by a 50 card deck containing units, events, and upgrades. The game is played over a series of rounds. During the action phase of each round, you'll play cards from your hand and use these cards to attack your opponent's base and units. Then in the regroup phase, you'll draw cards, build up your resources, and ready your units for the next round of battle. 
Early in the game, your leader will affect your battle passively, but eventually they're jo they'll join the fray as a powerful unit. All right? So a very, very brief overview. Essentially, with this game, it's a 50-card deck. Outside mm -hmm. of that 50 cards, each deck you pick a leader and a base. So you saw some of those bases. You yep. saw some of those leaders. Um, so real quick, like, what's your take on a game where you're building a deck around a character and in this so you know we've talked alpha clash right alpha clash yeah. you've got a contender commander similar thing you have a character mm -hmm. you're building a deck around you're a and, hero builder yes <laughs> so now in this game very similar similar yeah. take right you have your leader and then your base what's your take on a game that allows you to build a deck like that instead of magic where it's just pick all your cards from together do you have a preference one or the other uh, I love hero building. Okay. You set up your one yes. character, you got the passive, eventually it comes out into being a super awesome creature, and I love commander, same thing, you pick your colors that you're going to be building your whole deck around, and this pretty much goes to that. I love it. So if you were given a choice of playing one game over the other, and one of the games was a hero build, mm. okay, and the other was not, yeah, would you pick Would you pick the hero, the hero build over the other one? Purely just based off of that, and you had no other information. If I had no other information, I'd say yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and I know I, I don't know if you remember, but when we had Charmer on our podcast, mm. he kind of mentioned that exact same yep. thing. It's it's yeah. that sense. Now for you, is it more that that sense of player agency, like you're like this is my deck, or is it more of a theory crafting thing for you? Because I know you love building decks. Mm -hmm. So like, what is it that speaks to you? These types of hero builds. So it's a little bit also coming from an, an MMO perspective. Sure. I have yes. my character. Yeah, right. How can I make them, like, built for me? Yeah. So that's exactly where it comes from. Gotcha. I, I love the whole idea of I'm taking this one character, and you may have the exact same character, but our builds are going to be different. Different, yeah. You yeah. know, and then we see which ones, uh, you know, take the cake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, for sure. All right, so next – so winning the game. All right. So each base starts the game with 30 HP. If you deal enough damage to the enemy base to reduce it to zero HP, you win the game. Yeah. Currently, all the bases, it's just a it's it's a card on the on the field, and it's basically it just has a number, 30 mm -hmm. HP. That's really it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I, I know Flake and Charmer have talked about this a lot, but they would love to see bases with text on them. Okay. Yep. I assume so. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Then it talks about setup. There's two. There's two player starters. You got your Luke starter, and then you have a Darth Vader starter. Okay, mm -hmm. which I believe those are going to be at Gen Con. So uh, don't worry, Jim. I have uh, signed up for a uh, how to play uh, a, I a demo. You a did. demo of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there's a few steps to get started. Um, which which are important to know. Okay, you, number one, put your base into play facing your opponent. You put your leader into play into play below the base horizontal, nine unit side face up. Now, you you are aware of this, I believe. Your yep. heroes, your leaders are double faced. Double -faced yep. Their horizontal side is passive, and then once you raise a certain threshold, you can perform yep. what's known as an epic action, flip them, and now they come into battle. Yep. Now, my understanding, we'll we'll get into this, but. If your leader gets defeated in battle, they are then flipped and then go back in play. So you still get their horizontal side. Oh, okay. so you still get that effect. That's good. I 
I believe. Yeah. We'll, we'll check that, but I'm pretty sure. So you're always going to have access to that effect. Again, yeah. I believe so. We'll, we'll get into this more. But um, if I'm correct, I was very excited to see that because I'm like, oh, that's, that, that's perfect. All right. Randomly determine who goes first. Uh, you shuffle your deck. You draw six. Uh, number five, you may take a mulligan, shuffle your entire hand in your deck, then draw a new hand of six cards. So it's full mulligan, not yeah. partial. And I believe you can only do one hand because it says you must keep the new hand. Yeah. Number six, this is a big one. Choose two cards from your hand and put them into play face down near, near your base. They are now resources. You will use resources <laughs> to pay for cards to play during the game. So you start the game with two resources in play. So think of magic starting the game with two lands in play. How do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Oh, man. All right. For me, coming from, a, you know, a more burn style, aggro style, I know a lot of times my opponent won't be playing like one or two drops. So those couple early turns gives me that advantage of playing yeah. low cost things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially if they're fast um, or have haste. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, so I, I like the early turns mm -hmm. of, of it being set up like that. Um, you definitely feel a lot more powerful in the early stages yeah. with instantly having two resources. Right. So right. it doesn't have those slow start type of games. Right. But it's just something I've I really like because I've been doing it forever. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, I don't think this this really changes up how I will be playing, playing games. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. But is instantly when you said it, I started thinking. I'm like. Oh, okay, so my the first turn I just have two resources. I never play another resource and nothing but fire. <laughs> nothing but fire. Play one and two drops all day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just off the top. Boom, boom, boom. Never yeah. have to worry about things. Yeah. But you know, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. And I hope it becomes the meta deck. Yeah. <laughs> I first came up with it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So so now we move on to to the gameplay section of the quick start rules. All right. So first is action phase. So it says most of the gameplay happens during the action phase. During this phase, players go back and forth, taking one action at a time. The player with the initiative counter takes the first action. Then their opponent takes an action and so on until both players have passed. Uh, yeah. So the actions available to a player are you can play a card, you can attack with a unit, you can use an action ability, you can take the initiative or pass. Yep. So take the initiative. Uh, do you remember when we played Ashes Reborn? Yep. So very similar to that. This is very, very similar yep. to that game. I like this idea. So do I. I mean, for a TCG, because I I can't remember TCG having this sim this type oh. of turn structure. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that, like I said, was Ashes Reborn was, was what it brought me to, which I really liked how that game played. Yeah. Um, the, I, I like that game in and of itself. That game uh -huh. is a lot of fun. Uh -huh. Um, but that back and forth, you take, you do a thing, I do a thing. Mm -hmm. And then with that initiative token, it's, it's going to set up some very interesting decisions. Mm -hmm. Do I pass here or do I take the initiative yep. that way? Ensuring that I go first yep. on that next, that next <laughs> turn. Okay. Uh, so it talks about playing a card costs in the upper left hand, uh, upper left hand corner of each card. Um, there are three types of cards. There's units, events, upgrades. Pretty standard, pretty typical across the board. Uh, units are pretty self-explanatory. Events, think instants and sorceries. But so far, I believe everything is essentially going to be sorcery because on your turn, it's back and forth. Okay. Yep. And then upgrades, 
a la uh, artifacts enchantments very very similar to that okay yep. uh, each card type has different rules when played as described in the following pages then it talks about ready and exhausted ready untapped exhausted tapped now um, let's actually read this here it says units and resources enter play exhausted then become ready at the end of the regroup phase each round Many cards must exhaust in order to be used. Resources exhaust to pay for the cards you play from hand. Unix exhaust to attack or use certain abilities, indicated by a... It's essentially a tap icon. <laughs> uh, but in, in all honesty, this type of icon, 10 years ago, would have landed uh, FFG in court. I, am, I, am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, at all. <laughs> but I think, but but that's well, well beyond, well past that now. Um, it's it's just it's a funny thing to just to to just mm -hmm. take note of. Uh, an exhausted card cannot exhaust again until it is ready. Some leaders, including both Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, exhaust to use their own action ability. When you deploy your leader as a unit, you ready it, even if it was exhausted before. This means it can attack the same round it is deployed. See your leader on page 15 for details, um, which I think this is actually interesting because with both with units entering play exhausted, it makes it so as long as you're untapped, you can do your thing. doesn't matter when you entered the field. It it simplifies it for me, yeah. you know, because yeah. I remember when I was learning magic, right? It's summoning sickness like, well, but it it's <laughs> untapped. I should be able to do, but you just played it this turn. But isn't it, if it's untapped, I can do the thing, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, to me, it just kind of eliminates, mm. eliminates well, you can, questions. You can block with it, Dan. If That's it's tapped, true. you can't block with That's it. That's true. That is true. Very true. Very true. Um, but I should be able to attack, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I was like, you know what, haste makes sense. Let's just give my entire deck haste. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so they talk about units. Okay, so when I, when I look at the page units, it's it's pretty standard. Mm -hmm. um, it tells you the cost. It tells you if it's ground or space. So there's two types of battlefields. You have your ground side and you have a space side. Mm -hmm. So units can only go can go on one side of the field. It's either a ground unit or a space unit. Very interesting. Okay, T tells you there's the name, the traits, which is like your subtype. Okay, um, power and HP, uh, a power toughness. It has the ability at the bottom of the card, and then aspect icons. So aspect icons we'll get into we'll, we'll get into a little bit later um, d down the line. The aspects are very very interesting. The aspects are basically like your colors. Okay, in mm -hmm. Magic, it's just with the resource system. The resource system is it's one resource. It's a singular resource. Yep. Okay, so the way they in, they use these aspects is very very interesting. Okay, and then we'll get into it. And and so they they do talk about ground and space. So it says combat is divided into two separate arenas: ground and space. Each unit is either a ground or space unit, as indicated at the top of the card. All ground units are played into the ground area arena on one side of the player's base, and all space units are played into the space arena. On the other side, in combat, ground units cannot attack space units and vice versa, which makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I would uh, eventually I would like to see there be like some interaction somehow. Um, I, I would like to see that. I don't know. But it would have to make sense, like within the context of the game. Yeah. Um, but I, I, li I like this. So what's your take on this type of setup? Because uh, when I was talking to Charmer, this is very much 
kind of akin to uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends. So the Elder okay. Scrolls Legends uh, digital card game, you had your two separate sides. You had your field your field lane and then your shadow lane. Mm. Okay, and then if you're in your shadow lane, you're hidden for a turn. You can't be targeted. Mm. But in the field lane, you can you can attack and do, do your stuff like normal. So very similar to this. What's your take on a setup like this? You have two different battlefields here. Well, uh, I know I'm gonna get. I'm going to get tunnel visioned on one side versus the <laughs> yeah. other, and they're going to take me out from the other end. I just know it's going to happen. Uh, but also, that TIE Fighter card, is that card broken as well? Oh, the one two, one Is that is that really good? <laughs> That's a one cost two. one I, Yeah. I, it's, it seems so. This, this also kind of reminds me of, uh, have you played Clash Royale? Yes. Where, like, you have your base in the back, yeah, your two your, little your, castle things on the side or whatever they're at. They are. I have no idea. And then you just start. You sending just start troops. sending units. Yeah, you start sending troops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Kind of yeah. reminds me of that when yeah. they set it up like this. Mm-hmm. But this is also interesting from a deck builder's perspective, oh, right? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I got to make sure I've got stuff for space. I got to mm-hmm. make sure I have stuff for ground. Ground unit aggro get taken out by everything in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might not be a race you want to do. Yeah, but uh, I'm interested to see what kind of cards like we're gonna we're gonna see yeah. to see like. I'm interested to see what kind of decks are going the meta. Like I want to see what yeah. the meta is going to be like, yeah. what the cards. I'm very interested. This because this is very I, this is really unique. Mm-hmm. Cuz like I said, t- the Elder Scrolls Legends is the only other card game that I can think of that has a setup similar similar to this. Yeah. I mean, Gwent had yeah, your different rows. Um, but this is very it's it's kind of it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of similar to the, to to Gwent a little bit, mm. um, but I, I haven't seen it done like this in in a physical physical card game. So the other thing I really like about it, they get an A plus for these color schemes. If you look at the you have the 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 white and blue essentially for the the good side. You have oh, the red, yeah, black, yeah. the green yeah. as well yeah. when you're playing the Imperials. Yes. Like, oh, man, when you're playing red and black, you just feel like yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <Very, laughs> I'm super excited to do very, this. Very, very true. Very true. Okay. So now let's talk about uh, events. Okay. Events have an ability in their text box. When you play an event, use its ability and put the event in your discard pile. So it's just like an instant or sorcery. Yeah. At top left, you got the cost, the name, and then below the name is a trait, um, which... I'm interested to see if we're gonna if the, if that's gonna mean much in the mm-hmm. game. I would assume it will because why have it there then, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's got the aspect icon, the ability, and also the card that they're showing is Vanquish, uh, five cost tactic. It says defeat a non-leader unit. So for five straight up defeat something. I mean, the, this is this is one of those um, baseline cards. It yeah. gives you a, ba- a a baseline to go off of. So this effect. I would expect to pay five for this yep. type of effect. Um, I like the artwork on this. I'm, I, yeah. It's a it's a really cool card. It's um, all right, and then and then they talk about upgrades on the next page. It says upgrades enter play attached to a unit and remain in play until that unit is defeated. Upgrades provide increased power, HP, and or abilities to the attached unit. To attach an upgrade to a unit, slide the upgrade partially underneath that unit. So that's upgrades power, HP, and abilities are visible. This is one of those like quality of life improvements yeah. that that I mean I was talking to Charm about this. It's like, why have we not seen this <laughs> in other games before? Yep. Because as card game players, 
if it's if it's an upgrade, if it's an artifact, an item, and you're attaching it to something, it's it always goes underneath. Yeah. You put your card on top of it, and then you have it slid out just like that. Mm-hmm. To have those stats and stuff just at the bot, it's perfect. So good. It is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. So good. <laughs> Um, and then it says if the unit is if the unit in upgrade is attached to leaves play, you defeat that upgrade. Put it into its owner's discard pile. Uh, and so the card they show is Vader's lightsaber. And um, we'll talk we'll talk about this card a little bit later. A little bit later. Um, okay. One of the no- the other things you can do during the pro- uh, action was it action phase? Is that yeah. what it was called? Yeah. Um, is attack with the unit. All right. So this is always attacking combat is always one of the kind of more important things I guess in a card game it's uh, it's always interesting to see how the game is going to handle that right so it says attacking is the primary way to deal damage to the opponent's base and win the game you can also attack enemy units so when you see a statement like that what's going on in your brain what do you what do you think about do you like it do you not like it cuz some games do it some games don't so what do you think uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, I got very used to attacking enemy, uh, creatures because that's all you can do until you can attack face. Right. Uh, magic, you're attacking face and then they're deciding to they block. They decide to block, yeah. I, I do really like both, um, but with this, it allows for more control sets up. Yes. Set up with your creatures. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I'm going to have to get used to again is attacking yes. the creature. Maybe I need to play more Yu-Gi-Oh to get used <laughs> to attacking the creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it says a unit must be ready in order to attack. Only one unit can attack in a single action. Because remember, this the action economy of this game is yeah. you, do an, you do a thing, I do a thing. Action, 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 action. Okay. So it says to attack, follow these steps in order. Exhaust the attacker and choose what to attack. You may attack any enemy unit in the same arena as the attacker, or you may attack the opponent's base directly. And then it says if an enemy unit in the same arena as the attacker has the keyword sentinel, it must be chosen as the defender unless the attacker has saboteur. Any abilities that are active while the unit is attacking, including raid, become active at this time. Mm-hmm. So this is essentially your choose the choose your attacker step. Yeah. And the next thing it says is if the attacker has saboteur, you defeat all shields on the defender. Uh, I mean, shields kind of like shield tokens from Magic, oh, where I believe okay. if it is dealt any damage, none, no damage is yeah. dealt, and the shield token is removed. Okay. Um, so this. If it has, and we'll get into that as well for sure, but it says if the attacker has saboteur, you defeat all shields on the defender before anything. So I think before damage is dealt, you get rid of all shield tokens. Okay. Okay. If the attacker has restore, heal damage from your base equal to its restore value. So it's essentially healing. Okay. Mm -hmm. If the attacker has any on attack abilities, use them now. And then it says deal damage. So you do all of those things before damage is dealt. Um, and so far, it does not look like there's blockers, okay? Your blockers are your uh, units with Sentinel. Those are your blockers. There is no you're declaring a blocker, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so step five, deal damage. If your unit is attacking a base, it deals damage equal to its power to that base. If it is if it is attacking a unit, the attacker and defender simultaneously deal damage equal to their power to each other. If either unit has damage on it greater than or equal to its HP, it is immediately defeated. So 
pretty similar to other card games. And then it just gives examples. Um, and then the one thing to note in this game is um, damage is persistent. There is no, and it would kind of have to be with a turn structure like you, uh, you go, I go yep. type thing, the, that action economy. Um, so the other things you can do during this phase are use an action ability. Some cards have action abilities. The abilities, these abilities often have a cost that must be paid in order to use them. Found in brackets after the word action. This cost may include resources that must be paid indicated by a gold icon and exhausting the card. If you cannot pay the cost, you cannot use the ability. An epic action is an action ability that can only be used once per game. So now that makes sense, okay, with the leaders, right? Because the leaders each have an epic action on them. Oh, I see. So if you use that epic action and then they, they get defeated, right, if their unit gets into play oh, and then yeah. it gets defeated, they get flipped over, I can't use that epic action again because I've already used it. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. That, that, that makes sense, okay? Uh, and again, another reason why I, I really, I like that. I think that's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, it fit, it fits the IP. It fits the theme. It, it, it really fits the, uh, it really fits for this game. So next thing you can do is take the initiative. Only one player can take this action each round. That player takes control of the initiative counter, even if they already have it, meaning they will go first in the next round. After taking the initiative, you cannot take any further actions for the rest of the action phase. You are considered to pass for all remaining actions this phase. So what what do you think of a, of a turn structure action economy like this that has this initiative that has this initiative type token. Like what What do you think is important or kind of, kind of what goes on in your head when, when you see this type of effect? So I do kind of like it. A lot of the times I think I will just forget about it, mm, the, the yes, token. I yes. remember when I was playing Destiny, I think there was also like an initiative token okay. style thing. And then I would just never, never want to take it. <laughs> I'm just always like not prioritizing it because right. I have so many other things I want to do. Um, but then also in uh, Ashes, mm -hmm. I believe you're able to – well, that one just gets swapped back and forth um, at the end of each round, I believe. So it's not like – I can't – I honestly cannot remember. I believe so. I can't remember. So it's not like you take you take control of the, the initiative token so you can start next turn. It's if you went, then it gets passed over to your opponent at the end of that round. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, so – It's been a while since we played that game. Yeah. It's been a while. And then also for that, you can pass the turn or pass your – I guess like – yeah, your turn, your action, um, and then – your opponent takes one, but then you can go back and do something we'll again. And we'll get we'll get to there next, I think. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah. So so why I even bring it up is because it says when you take the uh, when you take the, the initiative, it, you you're, you're done. considered passing. Yeah, yeah, correct. The rest of the turn. But let's actually let's talk about okay, this right yeah, now let's next because it. it says pass. If you can't or don't want to take any other actions, you may pass. When you pass, you are considered to have done nothing during your action, and your opponent is immediately able to take their next action. You may still take more actions later in the action phase. Mm. So if I pass. 
you do something, yep. it still goes back to me. Then I can still do yep. something. Mm-hmm. But I think in that game, I think if you passed, you were not allowed to do anything else. I can't remember. In I, Ashes? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, so if you pass, that's how I thought it was. If you pass, it's like, you're done. I can do as much stuff as I want that, for that's the rest right. of the I, turn. I think you're right. I think you're um, correct. But I'm pretty sure it's if you pass, I can do something. You can then take another action in, in Ashes. This ga- in, in, in Ashes. Oh, in Ashes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. Which... I, it always threw me off. I'm like, well, I mean, you passed. So it's just like, I can do all my stuff now. Right. Um, right. Where I do like this, where you take the initiative and you're just considered passed for the rest of it. Right. Even though it's still the exact same with the pass action of now I can do something and then you can go back to doing something yes. again if you do yes. pass. Right. Um, so it, it still will throw me off, but I do like the fact that if the take the initiative thing is something you do in the early or even mid you just pass the rest of your turn if you're really prioritizing. Yeah, because because the only thing is, it's like how important is going to how important is going first going to yep. be next turn. Yeah, that's what's going to be key, yep. right? And that's going to be the pushing and pulling of okay, I have something I want to do, but I really would like to go first next turn. Yep. Do I do this thing now? Or do I just ensure that I have initiative next yeah. turn? It's gonna there's gonna be it's gonna be another wrinkle that like strategic wrinkle that just gets yeah. thrown in. Which I do think with it set up like that, I think being able to tempo out like very few cards for all your resources kind of gives you an advantage yeah. of all right, well, I'm not playing two or three cards, and then I can take initiative for the next turn and be able to do whatever I want with this right. this big old creature. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and then it says, after a player passes, if their opponent passes or takes initiative as their next action, the action phase immediately ends and play proceeds to the regroup phase. Okay. Yes. So, this next page talks about the leader. Um, and I think it's pretty – we've kind of touched on this, yeah, but it says your, your leader is the centerpiece of your deck. Each uh, It begins the game on its horizontal, non-unit side with an ability that's available from the start of the game. Your leader also has an epic action ability that's not available at the start of the game but is, uh, but is unlocked if you have a certain number of resources in play. Once you have enough resources, you may use this action to deploy your leader. You flip it to its unit side, move it to the ground arena, and ready it. This action doesn't cost any resources and can be used regardless of whether your leader is ready or exhausted. While your leader is in play as a unit, it can attack, be attacked, it can, it can attack, be attacked, and use abilities like any other unit. If your leader is defeated, flip it back to its non-unit side, return it to your base, and exhaust it. Your leader's epic action cannot be used again this game. You cover it with the epic action counters reminder, but you can still use its other ability. I really like that. Yeah. I really because that really because again, think about playing a game of commander. My commander's not in play. It came I got my commander out once, then immediately got defeated, and I never really was <laughs> able to use it. This yep. you can use it no matter where it is, yep. which I really, really, really like. What do you think about uh, effects like this? Oh yeah, I I do like it. There was um in a game, what was it? Force of Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you played that one ever? No, no? I've okay. never played it. Yeah, I know you've talked about it quite a so, bit. But I've never so played it. in Force of Will, it was pretty much the same thing. You have a character as like your commander, and then you're building deck around him. They have a passive ability, and then you're even able to bring them out eventually. Mm-hmm. So um, it was first set up to where if you were utilizing it to get you 
Um, all right. So in the game, you would tap your commander in order to get a resource from the resource deck every yes. single turn. Yep. Okay. So you had a completely different side deck for that. Then it was originally, if you then played the commander and it died, it would just be gone. You then have like no more resources for you to get. What? So they <laughs> oh. then later changed it on to where, all right, it goes back into this ghost state. Okay. So it goes back into the command zone and then you can tap it to utilize to get your mana back. But um, I don't believe you would then have any of the passive abilities oh. like you did when you first originally had it. Oh. So this is just a way better version of that. Yeah. So I, I like this more. Very cool. Cool. Um, all right. So next is it talks about the regroup phase. So it says after the action phase, play proceeds to the regroup phase. You and your opponent complete each of the following steps in order. You draw two cards from your deck. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll take that. Yeah, sure. Then you use a resource card. You may choose one card from your hand and put it play put it into play face down as a resource. Mm -hmm. Or you may choose not to put down a resource and keep all of your cards in hand. The player with the initiative chooses whether to put down a resource first, followed by the other player. And then ready cards. Ready all of your exhausted cards in play, including units, resources, and your leader. When both players have readied all their cards, play proceeds to the action phase of the next round. Um, do you have any opinions one way or the other of where this is in a game because with this game it's at the end of the turn and many games is at the start of the turn yeah um i do you do you have any thoughts opinions one way or the other on this well if you compare it to other card games where you're really starting with like six seven cards after you drop your two resources you are starting with four cards in your opening hand and then you don't draw until the end of the turn mm -hmm. uh so i mean does it does it really matter? First turn, yes. I can yeah, see that's, it matter. It only yeah, right. It only matters the first yeah. turn. Um but after that, after, no, it yeah, matter. after that exactly. It really doesn't mm. matter. So that's You'll, worst case scenario, you're gonna be like, Oh man, I really wish I didn't have just four cards. Y yeah, right. But you also have two resources. So right, exactly. It does kind of even it's stuff difficult out. To but say, but yeah. then now you're also drawing two cards every turn. Yeah. I I love that. I absolutely love that. I always yeah. love drawing more cards, so <laughs> please and thank you. As um, soon as I saw that, I'm like, man, I can't wait to get enough one drops. I'm gonna play nothing but one drops, yeah. draw two cards every turn, pure yeah. value go and <laughs> get in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, next they talk about uh, goes on to other rules and then it yep. says aspect icon. So this is this is where it starts to get mm. interesting. So it says most cards have one or more icons showing the aspect to which that card belongs. Mm. Each aspect represents a different philosophy or motivation. These icons tell you what that card's aspects are and may be referenced by, a, by card abilities. Aspects are important when building your own custom deck. And then it references page 20. Now, when it says aspects, I immediately am thinking of, uh, what is the game? Marvel Champions. Because that's all, that's that, they also reference the, the mm -hmm. card colors basically by aspects. Okay. Yeah. So in this game, there are six. So blue is Vigilance. Red is aggression. Surprise, surprise. Uh, looks like white. I would say that's white is heroism. Yeah, that's white. Uh, green is command. Um, gold is cunning. Gold slash orange is cunning. Mm -hmm. And then black is villainy. Uh, so don't know much outside of the names. Okay. But I mean, I, th I think it's pretty 
self-explanatory, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and when you see cards, they'll kind of talk about it. It'll make sense as well. Yeah. Um, and then it talks about tokens. Tokens are a, just like any other card game. The two that they reference are experience tokens and shield tokens. Experience Ooh. an experience token is basically a plus one plus one counter. Yeah. I like the fact that they have it on a card, and I don't know if you saw the card, um, but it's it's a full art card and it has plus one plus one at the bottom. Oh, okay. it's a full art card uh, with a uh, Luke doing a one hand uh, handstand with Yoda <laughs> on top. Yeah. Um. So it looks cool. So instead of it being a plus one plus one counter, you get a cool looking uh, token. So that's kind of cool. And the other is a shield token. And so the shield token prevents any amount of damage from being dealt to the attached unit, then is defeated. If a token would leave play for any reason, set it aside, again, which is pretty typical. Uh, then talks about traits, which again, traits are basically types or subtypes. Mm-hmm. It says all cards have traits such as rebel or imperial, which appear in a small banner near their text box. Traits don't have their own rules, but some card abilities will affect cards with certain traits. Again, pretty typical. Uh, friendly and enemy uh, cards are considered friendly. Cards your opponent controls are considered enemy. Which again, this is you know n- normal in the reference to card games, yep. but I like how they're using these types of terms. Within the star within a Star Wars game, yeah. that's 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 kind of cool. Uh, unique cards. All right, this is important. This is like the legendary rule. Okay, unique cards represent specific characters or objects in the Star Wars universe and are indicated by a star before the card's name. You can only have one copy of each unique card in play at a time. If you ever have multiple copies of the same unique card in play under your control, you must immediately defeat one of them. So my understanding is you are still allowed to play a unique card. Okay, but if you do, you have to defeat one of them. Yes. Okay. Um, now it should it should note. Okay, Charmer and I had talked about this when I was on their podcast as well. But a unique card is going to be the name and subname. So you can have you'll be able to have multiple Luke Skywalkers uh, with different subnames. Okay, because yeah. I believe the Luke Skywalker leader. Is I'm gonna try and pull it up here. It is Luke Skywalker faithful friend. So I'm a, I mean. It's pr- there's no doubt we're going to see other Luke Skywalkers. Yeah, Rebel okay? pilot, Correct. Jedi master. Correct. Yep. Um, and so you'll be able to pl- you'll be able to have multiple versions of Luke Skywalker, but it's going to be only one version of same name and same subname essentially. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, next, they talk about running out of cards in your deck. If you run out of cards in your deck, you continue playing with with the cards you already have. Anytime you would draw a card from an empty deck, you instead deal three damage to your base for each card you would draw. For instance, when you would draw two cards during the regroup phase, instead deal six damage to your base. What do you think about a rule like this? As opposed to automatically losing, what do you think? So this is where it's difficult for me because I love mill decks. Yes, Um, yes. And I've been loving them in Yu-Gi-Oh! ever since like 2005, pretty much, 2007. Yep, yep. And um, I like to just have my opponent instantly lose. It's like you run out of your, you <laughs> yes. run out of resources, yes. you run out of energy. Sure, yes. it's not exactly your life total because right. that's your HP or your LP or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, so... But on the other side, I do like dealing three damage to stuff. Yeah. Especially twice. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, uh, oh man, it's it's too early for me to say if yeah, I right. really like this rule or right. not. Right, right. But 
I, I guess you could also see it of if they're if they are decked out and I force them to draw. Well, that's a bolt effect. It is, yes, uh, yep. which I love. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm hesitant, but I do see pros and cons for both, right. and I like both styles for it. Right. And right. in Hearthstone, there's the fatigue rule. Yep. So yep. I mean that that tends to work out fine. I just yeah. don't want to get beat by someone who has no cards left yeah. in their deck. <laughs> it's gonna feel so bad. It's gonna feel so bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll probably happen. It'll probably it's happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right. The next page talks about card abilities. Uh, so it says several types of, abil- of abilities can be found in the text box of cards. You've got action abilities, have bold text with the word action, sometimes with a cost in brackets, followed by a colon and an effect. Then there's triggered abilities, and all of these are pretty normal. To Dan was triggered earlier in this. Uh, uh, yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> triggered abilities have bold text indicating their triggering condition with the word when or on. When Dan talks about allocation... <laughs> I love that they had that. I instantly thought of it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, anyway, followed by a colon and an effect. They resolve automatically after their triggering condition occurs and are mandatory unless they use the word may. The three conditions that appear most often each have specific rules and timing. You have on attack, which this happens after the unit is chosen as an attacker, but before damage is dealt. You got when defeated. This happens after the card is defeated. The card is in the discard pile when the ability resolves. Then it says when played. This happens after the card is played. The card is in play when the ability resolves. Essentially, that is an ETB. You have keyword abilities appear in red text. Constant abilities, also known as passive abilities, appear on cards that remain in play and have no special styling. They're active as long as the card is in play. And then event abilities appear on events, which is essentially just what happens when you play the instant or sorcery. But in this game, they're called events. They're one-time abilities that resolve when the event is played. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is this is the page for Jim, okay? Yes. This is and this is actually very interesting, okay? This this is this is extremely interesting. So custom deck building. All right? After learning the basics of the game, the next step is to start building your own custom deck. Or unless you're Jim, it's the first step. First thing I'm going to do. Dan's going to be like, hey, you want to play with the starter decks? No. No. <laughs> Get out of my face. All right. Additional cards to customize your deck can be found in Star Wars Unlimited Booster Packs. Your deck must include one leader, one base, at least 50 other cards consisting of units, events, and upgrades. So at least 50. It is not exactly 50. It's at least 50. Yeah. Okay. Your deck cannot include more than three copies of any card. That's mm-hmm. important. So play, play sets of three. Because I was thinking, oh, it's a 50-card deck. I could build a 60-card deck. <laughs> but you're still only – it's play sets of three. Yeah. So take note, you know. And That's if there is a mill deck, I'm going to play 150 cards because he ain't beating me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your leader and base each provide aspect icons that, that dictate the colors of your deck. Yep. Your leader provides your leader provides two icons and your base provides one, giving you three aspect icons oh. total. Most cards in your deck have one or more aspect icons near their cost. You can include cards of any aspect in your deck. But when playing a card with icons that are not provided by your leader or base, you must pay two extra resources for each missing icon. This additional cost is called the aspect aspect penalty. 
In general, you should try to only put cards in your deck that match the aspect icons provided by your leader and base. Now, we're going to get into some specific examples here, okay? But before we do, okay, I want to get your, your quick take on this because I, I'm thinking I'm thinking back to Lorcana because when Lorcana came out, it was, okay, you can only build because it is one singular resource. Yep. No no land. It's, it's a no land system. And again, this is a similar game. There's no resource-specific cards. Every card is its own re is a resource, yep. okay? So there's only one singular resource, okay? With Lorcana, it was, okay, deck building, you can only choose two colors. Okay, I don't really like it, but all right, it is what it is, okay? Yeah. This, you can you can add any cards to your deck that you want, but each card has these, these aspects on them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going to get three aspects total when you're building your deck because you got to pick a leader and a base. Okay, yep. so what do you think of a system a system like this so far? What do you think? Well, I love being able to play up to three colors. That part is great. Yes, um, and. Uh, we were talking about bases that will have text on it eventually. We're hoping. We hope. Eventually. Yeah. Um, yes. Right. Why right. I say eventually is because it can then be thrown into the, the stipulation of the card. You can only play this color of cards. Or these whatever aspects. It is. Yeah. These aspects. Right. Inside your deck. Yeah. Yeah. So right. whatever your base is, that's the only thing you, you can You could have build. deck building restrictions yeah. on bases. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be equal to your... Um, uh, leaders, leaders cost because right. it said they would have two, and your right. base only has or one. your base could say you you could oh, unless your leader then has to pay two more because it's missing yeah or right, it has or, the or extra whatever. right 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 I don't know. right right but but what but what what do you like do you like this like yeah what, what do you think because it's it's, uh, it's interesting it's very interesting it's creative but it's also kind of what we're used to for commander. In terms of, well, my leader has these colors, but now it's the leader and your base have these right, colors. Right, So, right. And, I, and I love three color. Two yes. color in Lorcana is fine. I don't mind two color, but I love three colors the best in Magic. It's just, it's with this, the, the thing with Lorcana is like those colors, it, it has no bearing on the resources. Yes. Right? It has no, this. That other part. This does. Yeah. This does. And that's what I that's what I like is yeah, it brings it, it it brings it together. Yeah. And it's exactly what I thought. I'm like, this is really cool. I've never seen it done yeah. like this before. Yeah. It's very creative, very, very interesting. Yeah. And it's like you can put whatever you want in your deck. Yep. It doesn't limit you, but mm -hmm. if you want that really powerful effect that's not in your color, you just gotta pay a tax on yeah. it. Which, which is really which is really which is neat. Kind yeah. of kind of cool. Which, you know, if we're talking about really low cost stuff, having to double or even triple the cost from going from one to even yeah, three, one to three, yeah. Um, when you know is really high, but when you start getting to the higher cost things of like, all right, well, this card's a seven drop, I'm gonna have to pay nine for it, but it's so powerful right. in the deck I'm running, right? So right. it's just like you kind of do it anyway, right? 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 For sure, it's 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 very interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so the next page brings in some examples. Okay, so all right, so it says the example provided is if your leader provides, all right, it's blue, white, and red. Okay, I don't remember what the aspect the, the aspect names are. Okay, because I don't have this I don't have the chart in front of me, but it's blue, white, red. It's aggression, heroism. Oh, it's aggression, heroism, and vigilance. I think. Oh, vigilance. I yeah, think I think it's right, vigilance. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. That's so right. all right, a card with a single. Blue, which is vigilance, white, which is heroism, red is aggression. A single one of those icons would cost no extra. 
a card with blue and white or red and white icons would cost no extra. A card with a single green, yellow, or black icon would cost two extra. A card with green, white icons would cost two extra icons because you have the white icon, but you're missing the green. Okay. Yeah. A card with double blue would cost two extra. This part is the one that really makes me go, what? Yep. I thought it was going to be fine, but it doesn't. It's, it doesn't, yeah. Because you're only, your uh, leader and base are only providing you one, yeah. one, and one. Yeah. So that card is double blue, but you're only provided the one from either your leader or your base. Yeah. So a card with double blue would cost two extra because you have a single blue icon, but are missing the second in order to play it. In order to play such a card at no extra cost, you would need your leader and base to provide two blue icons. A card with green and black would cost four extra because you are missing both the green and the black icon and have to pay two extra for each. So they give a rule of thumb here, which will be interested to see how this shakes out. But it says a good rule of thumb is for your deck to include about 30 to 40 units with a mix of ground and space units and about 10 to 20 events and upgrades. You should make sure to include cards with a variety of costs, including plenty of one to three cost cards to play early in the game. One of my favorite quotes from Dragon Ball Z, or sorry, Dragon Ball Super, is uh, from Frieza. Okay, one of the first villains in Dragon Ball Z history. Um, he is looking at something, turns away, says, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> this is the part, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I can appreciate when games try to do that for new players, but just like you said. Got my face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. It's, it's funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but going over uh, the thing with the colors, when I saw the double blue, double blue will be yeah. two extra costs, yeah. I was just like, wait, but you're playing blue. It's not you're just it's playing not, you're just blue. Playing, exactly. So exactly. now when I was like, oh, I love three color, but there's going to be sometimes where you yeah. need to play two color. Yeah. Or even one color or right. you have or to what, pay you just, extra. You, you got to get that. You got to get those extra icons yeah. in there. Which yeah. is I, I love that. Isn't yeah? I like that. Yeah, it's 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 unique. Mm -hmm. It's very very unique. Yep. And I like that. Yep. I'm I, I really really like there that. There aren't too many games out where it's it's going based off of all right, how much power in a color are you? How yes. powerful are you in aggression? Right. Right? It's like, oh, well, I, I just have a little bit of aggression or are you I am so aggressive to where I'm playing three red and I can't play anything else unless mm -hmm. I want to pay more. But I can also play those really, well, we don't even know if there's going to be triple know. red yeah. triple, or triple yeah. black or whatever yeah, it's going right. to be, Right. which I would love to see that. Right. But make them ridiculously powerful because it's pretty limited, it right. seems. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing we got to go over is the keyword glossary, okay, which this is, and honestly, in, in any TCG, this is interesting Ooh. for players like us yes. okay so there's not a lot right now but even what they do have is, is kind of interesting okay uh ambush is haste after you play this unit it may ready and attack an enemy unit this unit does not ready if there are no enemy units to attack and it has to attack a unit it, it does have to attack a unit yep. yeah so that's interest 
okay, this is another <laughs> thing that it's like, wait a minute. It's very creative. This is very interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. now when you can attack units directly, yes, you can attack, but you have to attack a unit. Yeah. And I think it makes sense with the name Ambush. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. I like it. Really mm -hmm. like it. Uh, grit. This unit gets plus one, plus oh for each damage on it. We've seen that, but I don't think that has a keyword specifically in Magic. Uh, but I mean, no. we've it's mostly that's usually an ability. Yeah, where it'll say on the card because uh, damage isn't going to persist. So Correct. Right. Right. It's also less likely to have that. The closest right. thing to that is fire breathing. Right. Right. You pay. So. You you pay. You pay a red gets plus one plus zero. Yep. Overwhelm. When this unit deals damage to an enemy unit while attacking, deal excess damage to that opponent's base. Trample. Oh, seen yep. that before. Raid. While this unit is attacking, it gets extra power equal to the raid value. Ooh. Example, a unit with raid two gets plus two plus oh while attacking. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. We've seen that. Challenger, Challenger from Morgana. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, restore. When this unit attacks, heal damage from your base equal to the restore value before dealing damage. Example, a unit with Restore 2 heals 2 damage from your base when it attacks. We've, I've seen, we've seen these effects before in other card games, mm. but are there other games that have a keyword for this effect? Also, this is on attack. Magic's lifelink. That it's has life to be damage dealt. Correct. That's damage so dealt. So I like Restore the most so mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Restore plus lifelink? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Saboteur. This is interesting. Uh, we, we've talked about this. When this unit attacks, ignore Sentinel, ignore the Sentinel keyword on enemy units, and defeat all shield tokens on the defender before dealing damage. Yeah. So that that's cool. I, I like that. I like it. Uh, Sentinel. Enemy units in the same arena, ground or space, as this unit can't attack your non-Sentinel units in this arena or your base. If you have multiple units with Sentinel in the same arena, your opponent may choose which of those units to attack. Place units with Sentinel slightly ahead of other units in that arena as a reminder that they must be attacked. Mm -hmm. I don't think I will. <laughs> um, I, again, this is what bodyguard. It's def uh, what is what's taunts, right? Taunt, it's taunts yeah. and That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is again seen this seen this effect before. And then the last one, shielded. When you play this unit, give it a give a shield token to it. If any amount of damage would be dealt to a unit with a shield token on it, prevent that damage and defeat one shield token on that unit. Yeah. What do you What do you think of an effect like shielded, especially in a game where the action economy is you do a thing, I do a thing, and it's yeah. back and forth? What do you think? I like this more than just giving a creature indestructible, in comparison to magic. Okay. Why so? Um, it's so annoying to deal with indestructible yeah, things. That's, yeah, that's true. Um, but also where damage is going to persist here, um, I guess like indestructible doesn't really make sense. Right, right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I and I do like that magic even came out with those indestructible tokens, pretty much the shield tokens. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they would take the damage, it's just gone. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I like these. Mm -hmm. I like this. Yeah. Now, the last thing is, what do you think, you know, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight keywords listed on this page. You know, for a new TCG, this being set one, what do you think about having so little? Not a lot. I th I think it's a I think it's a good amount. 
Yeah, I, I do as well. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like it. I don't want to see a lot here, right? Yeah. Especially on yeah. set one, I don't want to be overwhelmed. I mean, as a, as, a, as a seasoned TCG player, I'm used to there being a lot, yeah. and I like having a lot of effects there, but I don't want to see it first. I don't want to see it straight yeah. away. Like, I want to see I want to see a good base, a good foundation built upon, yeah. and then over time, okay, we, we can add more stuff to it. You know, yeah. I want to see them improve upon the design, and so on yeah. and so forth. And a lot of these are just very basic, straightforward. They're important cards to have at the start of a game. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do like it. I want to see more stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. And if they did come come out with more keywords, like we wouldn't have a problem with it. No, sure. But yeah. there's going to be other people that are like, yeah, this is kind of a lot of stuff to be yeah. keeping track of. Right, right, right. So, okay, so that was all of the quick start rules. That was the entire document that we went through. Yes. Okay. So now that we've gone through that, Jim. What uh, what what are your thoughts? Now we didn't really go over a lot of cards. We didn't really go over a lot of cards. Yeah. Um, maybe we save that for another episode or another video. Um, but just after going over the rules, okay. Mm-hmm. What what do you think of a game like Star Wars Unlimited? What what are your thoughts on it? I am very excited to play it. Yeah. Um, the whole. Honestly, it really got me with the deck creation. Did you? And like did going it really? over that stuff. Yeah. It's always what gets yeah. me, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I really like it, I really want to do that. Yeah. Um, to where, you know, other games, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is, it doesn't really wow me. Mm-hmm. Like, not all limitations in a in a card game just wow me. Right, right. Uh, so, did yeah, this I'm Did this wow it. you? Um, it, was, it was more of... I like the hero builds, the hero builds, yeah. and then also paying attention to how many of the pips of aggression you have, how many mm. of the things of villainy you you have mm-hmm. in comparison to the rest of the deck. Mm-hmm. To where you know originally I thought it was going to be like magics, where oh, all right, I'm playing three colors. Why wouldn't I ever just always play three colors in this game? Mm-hmm. Then they go over. It's like, well, if a card has double blue, double red. You now have to pay that extra for it because you don't know how to be double red, double blue. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so when, I'm excited to see more. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, this is just really unique. Anytime I see something that's unique, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take another look at this. I'm going to go take another look. So so um, I, I, I'm glad. I, that, that makes me happy, right? Because I, I, I'm very, very interested in this game. Mm-hmm. So in all honesty... Okay, before we move on to the card of the week, what I because this is honestly now a game that I'm like, I kind of want to pay attention to and I kind of want to start <laughs> making some stuff for it because yeah. it looks really, really, really cool. So what I would like to do is FFG is doing a really good job interacting with the community. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, they have already been I mean, this game is still six months at least out. We're yep. still a ways away. And we already have a bunch of cards. We already have uh, communication involvement from FFG. Mm-hmm. They're reaching out to content creators. Like they are involved already with the community. And they're doing, from what I've seen, they're doing a really, really good mm-hmm. job from that standpoint. Okay? Also, we were just joking about the Final Fantasy games. <laughs> So for those of you who haven't heard, um, when we've talked about FFG in the past, I have it slipped and I have said Final Fantasy because we've talked, we've done uh, videos, a lot, we've man. done videos about the Final Fantasy trading card game, and I've just said instead of saying FFG, we just say instead of saying Fantasy Flight, it comes out Final Fantasy. 
Yeah. It's funny. It's, yeah. it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a slip that's happened many times before on the podcast. Yeah. I apologize, FFG. Don't hate me. <laughs> but in in all re- in in all um, in all honesty. I, re- I kind of want to start digging into this game more because this is, like you said, this is very unique. Yep. Um, it's very unique and it's it's very intriguing and interesting. And I've I've posted on Twitter uh, on our Hobbies and Happies account, like, should we start making content for this game? And you know what response I get all the time is Palpatine doing the do it, do, do it, it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and I'm like, I keep walking into that. I kind of keep walking into it. So um, I kind of want to do that. So what I would like to do, um, and I kind of want to get your your take on this is maybe just every we just do like a weekly recap of just going over the cards because they're releasing stuff they're releasing cards like pretty consistently. Oh, okay. So I don't that know. just sounds like spoiler season to me. Yeah, it kind it kind of does. It kind of does. We well, got to do this for every card game. We're gonna do be new, doing nothing but spoiler season, Dan. It's not, it's nothing but spoiler season. It's but anyway, always spoiler season. Yeah, but but anyway, uh, this is this is the game that I'm that I'm interested in. Sounds like Jim's interested in That's it. Cool. Um, and we're we're gonna keep a close eye on it. We're gonna keep a close eye, and maybe maybe you'll see future content from us. Who knows? We'll see. Um, you probably will. But anyway, all right. With that, with that, we're gonna move move on to the card of the week. The card of the week this week. We're uh, staying on theme. Staying on theme. We're going to do a Star Wars Unlimited card. Yes. Okay. So um, we've we've talked about we've talked about we talked about this card earlier. Okay. Um, and it is a, it's Vader's lightsaber. Probably one of the most iconic lightsabers in the entire universe. Yep. Uh, it's Vader's. So Vader's <laughs> lightsaber is a two cost. Aggression and villainy upgrade. So it has both the aggression and villainy, um, I guess, aspects. There we go. As- aspect, aspects <laughs> on it, yes. Um, it says attached to a non-vehicle unit. Mm-hmm. So it says when played, if attached, if attached unit is Darth Vader, you may deal four damage to a ground unit. So it's Vader's lightsaber. So at the top, it says Vader's lightsaber with that unique uh, triangle star, next yeah. to it. And then it also says it at the bottom. Okay, so it's Vader's lightsaber. It is an item, weapon, a lightsaber, and then it gives plus three attack and plus one defense. And those icons are at the bottom. Yep. So, Jim, what, what do you what do you think about a card like a Vader's lightsaber? Oh man, you know who who else am I really going to want to give this to other than Darth Vader? Yeah, cards? right. Exactly. Right. Uh, because oh, it's yeah, one played because there's not like magics equipped with all the equipment cards that they have. It's when these upgrades are, when the creatures they are units, when the units they there are equipped to, yes, uh, are destroyed. These cards are also destroyed. Yeah, so it's like an enchantment. Yeah. If yeah, if we're if we're if we're equivalenting, yeah. equi- the equivalent to magic is an enchantment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All, all these different words are now just I, thrown. I, me I off. know. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it is when it's played. You attach it to a Darth Vader to get that extra damage off, which I will always want to be using it for. But sometimes you're just going to need that plus three attack and the plus one HP. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I love this card. It is beautiful. And there's nothing or there was nothing more menacing in Rogue One than at the end when Darth Vader is down the hall and he just And he just unleashes. turns on that saber. He turns on oh. the saber, dude. <laughs> Best part of that movie. Absolute. 
That I mean, movie was really good as dude, overall. Oh, it was it, it was such a good movie. But that yeah. okay, that scene was the best scene in the yeah. whole movie. But that doesn't mean the the rest of the movie was bad. No, no. that just means that scene was that good. Yeah, it, that is exactly <laughs> what that means. Yeah, that I mean, was so. Oh, and you saw all the fear and oh, terror yes. and every. Oh, and the, and all and, the rebels oh, and rebels. Get me out! Get me out of here! <laughs> oh, it was so good, dude. Like I didn't even care. I didn't even care about the CG for uh, Princess Leia. Yeah, I like it looked fine. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought it was fine. I didn't even care about it. Yeah. Just. That Vader was just, yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like probably what thirty seconds. It was not long. No, it, wasn't. it was not long wasn't. at all. And I saw something or people talking about it online of uh, the lights on his chest that are normally lit up. Uh-huh. Why weren't those lit up at the start of that scene as well? Because it's like if that's controlling all of his breathing, he's literally dying there just to look cool to light up his, his lights. Vader saber. would do that. Worth it. <laughs> worth it. <Yes. laughs> the rule of cool. <laughs> Straight up worth it. It was so good. I mean, I remember watching that, and then you just see nothing, and then oh my yep. goodness, I'm like yes, because <laughs> we all knew what was happening. We yep. knew what was coming. Yep. We knew it. Same thing with the New Hope when he goes up against old old Ben. Oh, Oh yeah, Obi Wan. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was just a beautiful moment. It was so good, <laughs> absolutely good. So, uh, would would you would you play this again? We we have bare, we don't not have a lot of cards at all. Yeah. Um, would you play this? Would you attach this to not Vader? Well, I mean, yeah, there are going to be times where you need to attach it to non Vader, but I mean, I'm I would love to be having Darth Vader tribal list. You yeah. know, just tempo out Darth Vader's, <laughs> yeah. and then just be attaching this, getting heck of value, and then all these other cards that are going to be dealing damage. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I Dan might know what I'm running. Yeah, I'm not so I mean, this is like the it's like this is like the Grixis. Like this is very Yeah. It's like it's like the Grixis equivalent to uh to some, magic. Some very Rakdos because it's the villainy yeah. and the aggression red yeah. and black. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to yeah. play it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, like if you think about um <laughs> if you attach it to Vader, that that's seven damage coming down potential seven additional damage coming yeah. down that turn. Yeah. So if you if you're thinking about like I mean, just think about dealing four damage to get rid of a sentinel, a sentinel yeah. unit, and then now you are your Vader's now attack <laughs> attacking for three more. And like let's let's look if you attach this to Darth Vader, the Darth Vader leader unit. So the Darth Vader leader unit, seven costs. So it costs seven to get him out. Okay. Um, he's a five, eight, yep. five, eight stat line. And then says on attack, you may deal two damage to a unit. Mm-hmm. So that's, so now if, if we look at the saber, so the saber comes out, deals four to a unit. Yep. He's getting three additional <laughs> Right, but then on attack, dealing goes, two. That's that's he goes, a heck amount of damage. He goes to an eight nine, with already dealing four damage from the lightsaber, and then on attack, deal two more damage yeah. to a unit. I want to play this so. Yeah, badly. so that's so great. <laughs> that's a ton of. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And then that's I was crazy. Then I was also looking at some of the other blue cards because I'm like, well, now that I know how the the game the works game works, and, yeah, and the deck building, yeah, I'm like yeah. Vader in. And Dago Boss Swamp. So now oh, I'm playing yeah. Grixis Colors, yeah. and then you take a look at Vanquish. I'm like, I'm just yeah. trying to kill everything. Yeah. 
I want to do this so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's so cool. It's crazy, man. And then even who's, uh, oh, I'm just looking at the other spoilers. I don't want to get too off topic. (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) to play it. So, so, so should we, should we start looking at these cards a little bit more in depth, Jim? I think so. (laughs) We're not making, we're not making content. (laughs) Yet. <laughs> it worked, ladies and gentlemen. It worked. My evil plan is coming to fruition. Yes, yes, yes. So that is this week's card of the week, Vader's lightsaber from Star Wars Unlimited. But I want to ask the viewers, viewers, listeners, should we start making Star Wars Unlimited content? Somebody's going to respond and say, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. But in all honesty, I'm curious, like, what? Viewers, listeners, what do you guys think? Like, are you interested in a game like Star Wars Unlimited? I know we touched on it a little bit a few episodes ago, yep. but now that we've real, now that we know how to play, we've seen all these cards. What's your take? Do you guys is this a game that you are interested in? Do you want to see more from this game? Mm-hmm. Are you more excited for Unlimited than you are for Lorcana? Are you more excited for Lorcana? What's your thoughts? Let us know. Um, because honestly, this game super unique, yep. very unique, very creative. I'm the only thing, and we talked about this before, and I know this is going to be the this is going to be the sticking point for many people, is its FFG, and FFG has has left unfortunately has left a bad taste in people's mouths. But I really think they they're. Co- I don't want to say they're coming around, but they are they are talking about the failures of the past and they recognize what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Like their first live stream, they've talked about they talked about destiny. They talked about what happened there and they don't want that to happen here mm-hmm. and they just want to see this succeed. And that's another thing. Like they are doing pretty consistent streams, live streams about that's this good. game and that's it's good. like I they're doing a lot of things right. They're doing a lot of things right and I'm excited for it and we're we're going to keep watching because this game looks really, really cool. So with that being said, let us know what you guys think. And uh, Jim, before we get out of here, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Jim Morgan H and H. You guys can find me on Instagram underscore, uh, excuse me, Twitter underscore DJ Campbell, Instagram Campbell. If you head over to our website, uh, hobbiesandhappiness.com, you can find links to all of our social content there. Uh, where we're most active is on Twitter at Hobbies and Happy. And uh, YouTube.com slash Hobbies and Happiness. Um, again, I really want to say thank you again to everybody for 100 episodes of this podcast. Um, I'm excited that we kind of talked about Star Wars Unlimited on this episode. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Um, and it's it's really neat. You know, there's not there's not not every podcast gets to 100 episodes. And for some podcasts, 100 episodes is, is not a lot. Right. And mm-hmm. hopefully we get there. Hopefully we get to that point. But really, guys, we could not have done this without you. So thank you so much <laughs> for being here, for being here uh, with us on this journey. It means a lot. It means a lot that every single one of you are here along with us for the journey. So thank you again from the bottom of our heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. So with that out of the way. Thanks for being here again, and we'll catch you in the next episode. See you, everybody. Take care.